I want to be able to speak the right things. How about you? To know that when I speak something that is righteousness, something will indeed happen. And a lot of times it does its work right here as I speak it. How great is my God? You see, as soon as I would declare that by his truth, you see, something happens here in me. And I think that's what has to happen first. We don't say, oh, God, when you move, I'll jump in, right? How many people says, when there's a revival, I'm just going to find it. People will go from church to church. I just need to find that revival. When I see it, I'm going to jump in, right? How great is my God. Right here in my circumstance, I want to be revived right here. How about you? Revive me, O oh Lord. Put a clean heart within me. So I want to go on a set of scriptures today in Second Timothy. And I want to just cover this and see what it will do for us. How many people believe, again, I'll ask, how many people believe that they can have a transformation in their life right now? You may have known Jesus for 50 years. Right this moment, you can have a revelation of his word, and it can change the way you think. Right now, how many people believe that? And as you think differently, you move differently. You do things differently. How great is my God. Let's go into this. 2 Timothy 2.14 says, remind us. Well, it actually says, remind them, which is us, of these things, charging them in the sight of the Lord that they don't argue about words to no profit, to the ruin of those who hear. <sighs> How many people can honestly say that you give out words that have no profit? Anybody? How often does it happen? Thank you. For one person back there says, I do that once in a while, right, Eric? We, <laughs> we do. We say them. And all of a sudden after we say them, I said, that has no profit whatsoever here. And I wish that every time I come into different things, I would be able to say words that will profit, that will build with success, that would encourage rather than me winning. It's not about me winning. It's like when I have to stand up and say, well, this is what I'm out. This is what I'm for. People say, who cares, Jim? Sit down. Right. Who cares what you think? Seems like what a lot of fighting going on today. You know, who's right and who's wrong. But ultimately, if I can say words that I know can encourage and that are right, I want to profit. How about you? I want to profit in the things I say and the things I do. I want to profit. I want things to be different in a way for him. Because if he loves me, I love him. Then everything I do, I want to please him. So we put in my words. And those words that will come. I mean, people know when you're angry, words come. <laughs> when you're confused, words come. When you're frustrated, words come. Words just come, aren't they? And every time you say it, say, how many people speak before they think? And then you say, but, and it's out there. You're like, whoop, what do I do now? Don't you wish it would stop? Don't you wish there would be some kind of a closed door? Bam, until you have to, okay, if I'm going to open that, what would Jesus do? <laughs> okay, there's the words I want. No matter what it is, I want to profit. I want to profit. Let's go on to 15. Give diligence to, to present yourself approved by God. A workman who doesn't need to be ashamed properly handling or teaching the word of truth. And I don't know about you. My, some people believe that if you're up here, you're a teacher of God's word. So as long as you're on the stage, you're teaching class, you're leading a group of people, then you're teaching. It's not the truth, man. As you walk, you teach. 
As you live your day, you're teaching. As you speak a word, you're teaching. And I don't know about you, if I want to speak a word, I want to make sure. I want to connect it to what I know to be true of God's word. And then I know I'm going to profit no matter what I see. I know it would be profitable if I can just use his wisdom. Anyone who lacks wisdom, let them ask. And it says, he, the God of the universe that finds no favoritism, will grant that to you. You can act right now in the wisdom of God. All you need to ask and I don't know about you, should we just ask, okay, Lord, what? It, you, I'd, be, I'd be talking to God all day long, wouldn't I? Greg, is that you back here in the back? How you doing today? It's really good to see you. I just had to take a moment. I saw Greg back. Greg, it is incredible to see you. Before you leave, we're going to surround you and pray for you today. Man, it's good to see you. Hi, Terry. How are you? Man, so I don't know about you. We want to be able to, when we're teaching, when we're doing these things, I want to... I, I want to be, I, I want to show myself approved. And I am not ashamed. Why does he even put that word in there? Give diligence to present yourself approved by God. Okay, I get that. A workman who doesn't need to be ashamed. Do you think we fight that all the time? How about you? When you are wanting to do the right things, you want to speak the truth of God's word, is there any time that that, that what, what, are we ashamed? And I, I, I know none of us would ever say that. I'm ashamed of God. I don't want to be a part of this. N- none of us would do that. But as we walk and as we teach and as we speak, we can indeed be ashamed. So I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to be ashamed of the gospel that saved me, that set me straight, who is renewing my mind and transforming my life. I never want to be ever that way. How about you? Ashamed of my Lord, my gospel, teaching the word of truth. Is that hard? Is it, is it, has anybody ever had sometimes you're talking with somebody, all of a sudden you're, you're in that place where you want to, you want to, mm, you want to encourage and all of a sudden that word comes to you? Even when you're listening, God's word is coming to you. Now, you may be in your first steps of walking with Jesus, and you may be reading God's word, and it's like, well, this is just really hard. You'll get past that. Read. Don't read a lot. Read a little. Get those special scriptures that people ask, what is your life scripture? I've got so many. <laughs> it depends what I face. I mean, I'm facing something right now. Greater is he that's in he, me than it's in the world. I might, it might just come to me, right? Like, why? Because I put it in a safe place because I am not ashamed of the gospel, not ashamed of my God. I want to be able to speak when I need to. And if I want to speak when I need to, I need the Holy Spirit to leave me that truth. I need it right there. And if it's right there, then I am ready. And how many people have life verses? Let's see hands that says, I have life verses. I got a verse right now. And no matter what you face, you're facing something that verse comes to you. Right, Greg? That verse comes to you. And now, no matter what their circumstance is, I stand upon what I know is true. Right, Carl? What I know is true. Carl spoke to us today. After prayer, we had prayer right before service. And if anybody wants to know when Rush Church starts, it's hard to say. Because people say 10, 30, music starts. It starts whenever you get here. Because I'm telling you, there's, there's, a, there's a class over there going on. They're teaching the Bible. 
We have Teresa, Pastor Teresa right here lead a time of prayer. And today I come out of that class and I come in and there's, they're just surrounding this man right here. And they're gathered here. And I'm telling you, mm, I get to join in. So I, I sneak in around this way, come back in. I get, the, I, get, I get to get in it. You see, there is an invite. There is an invitation when God says, I want you to pray for something, there's an invitation. You say, come on now. And so you get a chance to walk in that. I appreciate it, Carl, when you spoke. You said, I didn't feel like getting up today. You were tired, exhausted, and that bed felt really good, didn't it? And all of a sudden, the spirit was speaking. So, no, Carl, I want you to go. And what are you going to do? When the Spirit speaks, leads you to all truth. And boy, I'm so glad he came today. I am so encouraged by what he said. And here I am getting out of bed. I'm ready to come, you know. I'm ready. And others are just struggling. There's some people that, stood home, that stayed home today. And I'll tell you what, this is an opportunity. It's an invitation. Everyone is invited. He's got a banquet going on today. I want to be able to teach and handle things in truth. I want to walk by truth. How about you? In our home... We have got a coffee bar. We've got this coffee. And you know what? I never drank coffee. Who drinks? Who, who doesn't drink coffee? I was with, I, you had it up to drink coffee, didn't you? He's like, mm-hmm. Amber's like, I bring it on. I like that coffee. I didn't drink it for years. I didn't even know what. My, I took my mom's glass one time and took a sip. I'm like, that's disgusting. But you acquire a taste, don't you? And now I enjoy it. So we got, my wife enjoys it, so we got a coffee bar. And then she found this scripture. Man, did that add flavor. Scripture adds flavor, doesn't it? So if, you could, if you're at home, you want to you put scripture all over the place. And right above it, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I love that. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Now, that's one to stand on. You get some coffee, what's good for you? A little of that on. I'd say that scripture's more good for you than that coffee can ever do for you, right? But be reminded, there's things in my house that have great honor. You know what has honor in my house? Is those things that we can see and be encouraged. Those things that bring life to you, not death, but life. Now, everything's of common use. How many people have common use things at home? You know, like you go in the bathroom, you got some common use. You've got the toothbrush. Everybody got, I hope everybody's got a toothbrush. You know what I'm saying? Some of you need hairbrushes, but I don't need that. But you know what I'm saying? But you have toothbrushes, you have things, you have towels, you have these things that are common use, right? But then you have things in a home that remind you of our God. Those things are the most important. Those are the ones of honor. Those are the ones that teach. I can look at that and I can declare that verse. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Alicia, isn't that good news? Oh, come on now. That's honorable. That's all over. I don't know about you, but I want some more of that. So in your house, can you say you have things of, that are honorable and things that are dishonorable? Things of common use. You have things in the house that are common use. You have things that are used that are glorious. Now, my bed at night feels pretty glorious. You know what I'm saying? If you've got a good bed, you know what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm going to tell you what the scripture goes in to say here. Now, it says here, 2 Timothy 2.20, now a large house, a great house, some translations say a wealthy house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of clay. Some would say earth. 
gold and silver and also wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Now, but you can read that verse and think, what does God mean by this? Now, he's saying a great house. So in this house, there's both honorable things and things that are dishonorable. And I'm thinking, what is those things? If I go in my great house, when am I able to point these things out? What are the ones that are honorable and dishonorable? Who wants to be honorable in your house, the house of God? Do you want to be an honorable vessel? I want to be honorable. I want to make sure that I give him glory and honor what I do and say. So, yeah, I like to think I'm be put, like, on a place to be seen. Now, aren't these beautiful? Now, I could take any one of these flowers and say, I am a winner. <laughs> I, I could probably take one of these flowers and give it to my wife, and I'd be a winner. But, I mean, these are beautiful. Now, if you had these in your home, and they were planted right where you want to be saw them every day, wouldn't that be an honorable thing to remind you of God's creation? God's goodness. I would consider that thing right there an honorable thing if I put that in my home. It may not be of gold and silver of some great wealth, but in my home, when I look upon something and I see God's creation, I'm like, that is absolutely stunning. That could remind me. I could wake up in a bad day. Well, at least it tries to be a bad day because you can have one, Jesus. And so I can have a bad, I could wake up and say, you know what? I don't feel all that great, Jason. And all of a sudden I could look upon that and say, now that is a reminder how good God is. And all of a sudden, something can happen, right? That's starting to teach me something here. You know, I could take, that could take me right to a scripture. It talks about the lilies and the grass. It talks about Solomon in all his glory. How better is this than a Solomon in all his glory? You see, there's, there's things that around your house that can teach you of God's goodness. How great is our God? Or you can have things around the house you just use for everyday scrubbing. Now about you, we got things at home. We scrub the pot and pans with. They're, they're of use. But they're dishonorable. You want to fill your house with things that are honorable? God wants to fill his house with things that are honorable. He knows the difference between those things that bring honor and those that bring us dishonor. He knows your hearts of today and knows when you speak, do you, do you speak to bring truth and love? Or do you, you speak just to get your opinion and things across? Are you dishonorable to God today or are you one of honor? I don't know about you. I want to be a God of honor. I want, I want to show my God that he is honorable. I want to be honorable before his presence. How about you? Now, I don't know about you. When I see this flower here, I'm going to give this to my wife. That's very beautiful, isn't it, hon? Now, I don't get the credit for this. Someone else gave it to us, and I'm going to give it to her. So I get a little bit of credit. Now, isn't that beautiful, hon? Now, I don't know about you, but all of these would have a special place. Now, I don't know if I could give all these away because then I wouldn't have anything to take home. But I'm telling you, if I were to look at my home, I would want to make sure that I have things in my house that would absolutely bring honor and reminder of his goodness. That's almost like that one, isn't it? Oh. Isn't that stunning? Do you, you ever see these things close up? They are abs they're the most beautiful flower I've ever seen. Now, I've seen flowers before. I can walk around my house. As a matter of fact, I can appreciate the flowers when they bloom. I, but these are absolutely one piece. Just, everything is just so unique. Wow. Wouldn't it be nice if I could plant something like that? And go, Year-round, I could see flowers. But I, I don't like the fact that these will be gone in another week. Here today, gone tomorrow. Life is but a vapor. Your life is just a vapor. Do you want to be honorable? 
in that lifespan or dishonorable. He says he has a house, the house of God. And in that house, both are there. Those things that bring no honor to him and those things that bring honor. Just think about that for a moment. In this place today, there are people in here that truly do have Christ's centership. They love him. Matter of fact, I look at each one of you, and I have, I have joy in my heart because I know what God is doing. And there are some that just come. You have to ask yourself a question today. Why do you come? Are you here to become a vessel of gold and silver, to be honorable? I love the fact, Carl, when people surround you and people were close and people were praying, they were being vessels of great honor. We have a choice, don't we? How we live our days today is a choice. You can choose to be as beautiful as this flower or you can choose to be just another utensil around the house, a toothbrush or a comb. I don't know about you, I choose to do something different. As I read this, I, I'm just stirred. Father, what is it today that you have me for? If anyone therefore purges himself from these, from what? Those things that will cause you to speak dishonorably. We're still talking about speaking. Isn't it powerful the way we, we have people, people of God have an opportunity to speak anything they want. Right? Today, you have an opportunity when you leave this place to speak however you choose to speak. You can talk to someone. You can raise your voice to the person in front of you that's not going fast enough. You could choose to speak any language that you choose to today. But let me tell you something. Is there something in you? Is there something in you that wants a change? That is trying to, co not coerce, but trying to convince you that there is a greater purpose for you. That by wasting those words, you become dishonorable. Or you choose today to say, no, I choose to be one of God's best. And that's a choice. How many people make wrong choices? Oh, yeah. But when the Bible speaks about these dishonorable things, it talks about those who are wicked. Now, I'm not saying anybody here is wicked. But let me say, I'm going to say this much. What this means to me, when I studied this scripture, what it meant to me is all of us, as we gather, have a choice. Every single day. A choice to speak what you know to be the most valuable thing. God, you are so worthy of all praise. How great is my God. And how could I ever say things from this vessel that would not lift him up? And that challenges me. Challenges me. But I won't be a flower. Let's go on. 2 Timothy 2, 22. Flee from youthful lusts. Youthful lusts. <laughs> Anybody remember they're young? That was a few years ago for me. And there were some, there were some behaviors when I was little. <laughs> did I deserve the whooping? Yes, I did. I didn't, I didn't always understand it. Do you always understand your, your mom and dad discipline? Probably not. 
But I knew back in my youthful days, I was not a very smart young man, though I thought I was. Flee from them. Are you still hanging on to youthful things? Are you still being young when you need to grow up and mature? Are you still hanging on to this? Do you know God's word will bring you to the place of maturity? Do you know you can get to a place of maturity that you can discern between that which is evil and that which is good? There's a way that as we grow, we can see the world through a whole different lens. Do you know the more you study God's word, the more he renews your mind, you see things differently and you react to them differently. You say things that are different. You say things that bring honor. But we have a choice, don't we? Flee from your youthful lust, but per pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. How many people right now, some people in your life right now, you know they call upon the Lord in a pure heart? Aren't they so encouraging when you go to their house and they give you food and you sit down and you talk? We had a couple over the other day and they just, we just talked about the Lord all day. Isn't that good? Isn't it, it's like we have commonality. We're growing together. We're, we're sharpening our, and it's just irons being sharpened at that table. It's just good. And honorable things are being said, and Jesus is there. And there's prayer would come up, and you have faith believing that the person beside you that you just talked to about the Lord has faith to move a mountain. You know, I don't know about you. I like hanging out with the people of God. I know there's times I'm sent to those who don't know him, and I do the best I can in, in talking with them and encourage them. They're good people, good to the world. Jesus says, who do you call good? But only the Father is good. But they're good in that way. And there's nothing. They're, they just don't know. I had someone talk to me the other day. You ever, you ever wonder this? Why are there some people that just don't get it? Why do people go through all the routines of what church should be? They even come to church. They go to their different places, and there's no change whatsoever in their life. I said, how come that can happen? When this person was telling me this, their life was turned upside down. They just gave their life to Christ, and when they did give it to Christ, everything changed. The way they thought, they couldn't be the same person anymore. Youthful things were gone, and now things were new. And they, could, they kept saying, well, I, I don't know. Is this normal? <laughs> no, it's the active work of the Spirit of God. You have to change. This changes. The way you handle things change, or you're still an infant. You're still in youthful ways. There's things that we just need to give up and grow up. And I tell you, when you're with somebody that's grown up and in the Lord, it's like fun. It's exciting. It's encouraging. And so, I don't know, it tells us, call on the Lord, out of a pure heart. Oh, those are people who are good. Good folks. We have a lot of good folks in here. But refuse foolish and arrogant. Uh, ignorant questioning, knowing that they generate strife. How's the world doing today? How would you guys think? Politics is good. They're always, everybody gets together. I mean, we have a young lady that stands up and, and demands their needs. Global warming issues. We have, we have all kinds of things. And, you know, there's just people want to stand up. People want a stage. People want a place to teach, don't they? People are always looking for a place to teach. They want to tell people their opinion. They want to cause strife. 
there's a lot of quarreling going on. Aren't, are, is there a lot of quarreling? Is that just me? Am I watching the wrong newscast? I mean, every time I turn around, it just seems like there's just this going on. And it's like, well, oh, it's a lot of foolishness, a lot of arrogant and ignorant talk. There's nothing in it of any value. There's nothing moving forward. There's no agreement. There's no unity. The world is just the world, and we can see the difference as believers. We can see those who believe and encourage, saying these are the last days, but so I am the light of the gospel. So when it gets dark, guess who shines more? We do. This place is shining in here. When you guys came in here today, we get uh, praise and music, and then we get to dissect his word and pray for each other. Isn't it fun? This is a light. This is a lighthouse. It gives, it's fun to be in here. It's good to be in here. I am so encouraged in here. And I love all of you that come. And I like to hang out here. And then guess what? When the service is over, we all get to exit either out of that door or that door. And all of a sudden, we see what the world is like. And we walk out thinking something is different. I miss all of you. You know, in those days, it said they broke bread daily. I would like to, bread, I'd like to break bread daily. Daily. Wouldn't that be awesome to start your day coming together? But we all go to different areas, and all of you go back to a world that, frankly, doesn't like Jesus. Matter of fact, the Bible says this. Jesus said that himself. They hated me, and they will hate you also. It's not very much fun. He also describes this. We're like sheep sent out among wolves. That doesn't sound very encouraging either. But isn't it wonderful that you can change the people around you? You can change an atmosphere that comes against you. Can you have a bad day? You can choose to have one. Or we can say, no, this is an opportunity to make a difference. Man, it's just how we speak. And do you ever, do you ever declare God's word and feel it? Or are you declaring God's word so I know, I know, I know you're going to move in this. I'm just going to say it. I know you, I think, I'm, and you're just not convinced that what you are about to see is what he has promised you. It's all for him and his glory. He's just going to use you as an honorable vessel. That's what I want to be today. How about you? Let's be, a, let's be vessels of honor. Here, I'm going to conclude with this last part. The Lord's servant must not quarrel. The Lord's servant must not quarrel, but be gentle towards all, able to teach. Able to, does that mean you? Able to teach, right? All of us, patient in gentleness, correcting those who oppose him. Perhaps God may give them repentance, leading to full, a full knowledge of truth, and they may recover themselves out of the devil's snare having been taken captive by him to his will. What do you think? Can you make a difference today? Can we make a difference today? I think so. Why know so? Let's, let's um, get a little bit of time here. Get a little time. I want you to do, let's do this right now in your seat. I want, I want those to declare today you're going to be an honorable vessel by this word. I want you right now to declare whether or not you're going to walk out of here in youthful, 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 or youthful, I couldn't say that, lusts, those things of the past, 
Are you choosing right now to be an honorable vessel? Choosing to use Jesus Christ as the center of your life and make him everything. That what you do will change. You will no longer be the same person. I want you to declare today with me that Jesus is absolutely good. If you feel today that he has been good and you know so, declare it in your heart today. In that, you can do all things. I believe if you have him center of your heart, he's become the most. Then what is impossible? What do you think your words will be? What do you think your avenue? What do you think your attitude will be if he is the center of it all? Father, I thank you for these that are here. I love this church. <sighs> Lord, I love singing the praise. I love coming into this church here and just in all that's going on, the teaching in classrooms, the prayer that's over people, the, the music that starts in the band and, and the songs they play today. Shout to the Lord. Boy, what a classic. It just means so much to me. I felt your arms around me. I felt that you were encouraging me, even though I've made mistakes. I've even said the wrong things. I'm sure, Lord, even as yesterday, there's times that I did not rise to the occasion. I wasn't listening. I just didn't, I just didn't hear you. And I went ahead and reacted in my own flesh. Father, I know Paul says it perfectly. I must die to the flesh daily. There's something in our fight every single day that we must be able to do those things that are honorable, those things that bring good deeds, those things, Father, that you want us to do. You've created me, Father, much more than a flower. Even over water, I see the beauty of it in here. Father, you've created me for such more, such a place, a time. You've given me a mouth to speak that the flowers can't. You've given me a mouth to speak that I can choose today to speak honorably, to, to, Father, to say things that were encouraging and uplifting. I, I have a choice today, Father, to be invested in somebody. And, Lord, there's where you'll be, right in the midst of it. I thank you, Father, for, for all that are here. I thank you for those who got up today. Carl got up today. And, Lord, I thank you that he was able to come. Lord, I thank you that, that in all of this, Father, you got a plan. And, Father, I thank you for all that are here that love you and desperately want to be those things called an honorable vessel. Lord, you do your work continually. And, Lord, there will continue to be amazement in my heart, amazement in my heart. Good folks are here, and I thank you so much for them in Jesus' name.